So hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of Global Social Entrepreneurship Review. So I'm George here with you and I have my partner. Uh, hi everyone, I'm Prerak. talking about the um, first SDG goal on the list, which is no poverty. So a little bit of background information about this is it actually started from the MDG goals, which was unfulfilled. And in 2014, they developed into a whole new set of goals, which include no poverty. Okay, so within these sets of goals, there include a few areas that they're trying to tackle. My partner will talk about that. So there are other subtopics within the main goal uh, that sets as guidelines in order to meet the specific target uh, in 2030. Uh, the first subtopic includes uh, eradicating extreme poverty from all people everywhere, uh, which is currently measured as people living on less than $1.25 per day, which is approximately 40 baht per day. So George, do you think you can spend 40 baht per day and live in Thailand? There's no way we can do it as normal people. Okay. Uh, so as we can see, it is uh, <clears throat> impossible to live uh, under 40 baht per, per day and uh, $1.25 per day is pretty impossible for people. Uh, so parents are not able to educate the children, send uh, the children to proper health posts or health clinics. And talking about the second subtopic, it's um, reducing at least by half the proportion of men, women and children of all ages. This subtopic covers all the stakeholders and people involved in the issue that have been uh, affected by the issue. So the fourth subtopic covers uh, ensuring that all men and women, particularly the poor and the vulnerable, have equal rights to economic resources as well as access to basic services, ownership and control over land and other forms of property, inheritance, natural resources and appropriate new technology and financial services including microfinance. I think today the social entrepreneurs be, uh, all around the world are focusing on providing small loans to people that li are living under the poverty line as to uh, encourage them to uh, start their own businesses and their own enterprises that can help them improve their living. What do you think, George? Yes, definitely. When you come with the, the problem of trying to eliminate pro uh, poverty, we definitely have many um, social enterprises and even individuals, social entrepreneurs who are trying to tackle this problem. Um, they're coming up with different business for microfinancing, creating more job opportunities, or even um, increasing their education of people throughout the world. And a quick fact for you guys, um, poverty may vary according to countries depending on their um, cost of living. So as for uh, the people in U.S., the poverty line falls under 30, $32 per day, but while for the other, other countries, depending on their uh, cost of living, it's 1.90 or less than $2 per day. And uh, it, it seems to us like the sub-African African countries and South Asia accounts for more than 80% of extreme poverty in the world. Wow, that's really interesting statistics. I mean, when you put that into perspective, if you bring... Um, $32 over to Thailand, you can definitely live quite comfortable life, but if you do it in America, no way people are going to be able to do a comfortable life with surviving with food, their shelter, and even education in this way, um, aspect. A good thing is that we have made progress in the past decade. 
from 2002 to 2012, the poverty line has decreased from 20% to over 13%. But we need to bear the fact in mind that though it's 13% of 7.5 billion, the total population living under the poverty line is more than 950 million people. And in another um, aspect, I think um, the people most at risk um, when it comes to poverty is definitely the ch uh, children. Um, it mentioned that globally about 18,000 children die each day from poverty-related causes. And this is something that we really need to pay attention to. Uh, after these facts, Pirat, why don't we um, start off with um, some examples of social entrepreneurs around the world who's trying to tackle this problem. The one I found was Okocha Nikem. She is from Nigeria and she runs a social enterprise called Mama Money, which uh, empowers women, provides vocational trainings and small loans for them to create their own businesses. And simultaneously, they also help women keep track of their business by providing them a toolkit and mobile money platform that would give them access to basic banking services. So as you can see, small donations, small loans can help people start their own businesses and livelihood and in this way, keeping track of their businesses and financial terms would help them definitely get over the poverty line and live a better life in the future. Uh, it definitely sounds interesting. I mean, um, according to what you say, she works really closely with these um, underprivileged people, depriving her them with um, skills, with uh, education, which can help them improve their livelihood and in the end get a better job. So George, why don't you talk about the social enterprise that you have found? Yeah, yeah, I found one. Um, um, the person who started this social enterprise is called um, Sarah Leedham, and she has founded the organization called African Entrepreneur Collective. Mm -hmm. um, so a little bit about the background of uh, where she came from is she's actually from the U.S. Um, she works in areas such as the U.S. and India when she first started off, um, but she mostly worked with um, topics such as HIV, teen pregnancy, and education. Mm -hmm. However, um, she went on a trip this one time with her friend um, Julie to uh, Mali in West Africa. And during their time there, they met this tour guide. This tour guide um, it's, has a really interesting story. He wanted to start his own business. Um, however, he lacks many skills um, to kickstart his business. So what they did is they started consulting um, their, this tour guide um, over a period of a few weeks. And at the end, they um, were able to help him start off his own business. Mm -hmm. and, and from this experience, they figured out that they really are interested in uh, cultivating um, entrepreneurs around the world, ex uh, especially in places that um, lack these opportunities. So what they did is in 2014, they started this um, African Entrepreneur Collective. So from based on this, they saw some problems in Africa that they can tackle. Um, they saw that there's 290 million youths within Africa, aged 15 to 29, that lacks jobs. So what they want to do is, they see these people are really um, ambitious and hardworking. However, they lack skills, um, financial support especially, that um, eventually makes them not be able to find a job. Mm -hmm. So they want to um, create the African Entrepreneur Collective, where they will give these people, um, future entrepreneurs, um, the skill set they need, um, the financial uh, resources that's necessary, as well as the networking that they need in order to um, expand their business. And they, when they first started off, it was in uh, Rwanda and Tanzania. And what they um, essentially do is provide services 
um, consulting and skill training, um, as well as um, growth planning, HR planning, and also tax um, advice and marketing services for these people. They also have another branch where they focus more on the loans and funds, because um, you know many of these people they lack the money. And another interesting thing that they do is they even um, bring in, um, they even bring in philanthropists around the world which has money and they want to invest or um, provide for um, social entrepreneurs around the world. They connect these two people that way. Um, one has the idea and another one has the money in order to them to create more um, opportunities. And you know, within these four years, um, Sarah and her company is able to train over 250 entrepreneurs and create 3,000 jobs within Africa. That's a massive impact they have created. Really? Oh, yeah. no, I think uh, there is a big role for social entrepreneurs to play in tackling these issues in the world for, for the next in eight years. Uh, so the goals are set for 2030. And I think uh, SDGs have done a pretty good job with defining the problem. Because if you see Millennium Development Goals, the topics are broad. So Definitely. if you see, yeah, so they, they wanted to solve the problem of no uh, end poverty and no hunger. But SDGs have focused and they have separated two different issues. And um, the problem is well defined. There are subtopics and targets they want to achieve within a particular year. And especially with educating youth and providing tra training for people from all backgrounds is essential in order to tackle this complex issue. Yeah, definitely. I mean, these people around the world, they're trying their best. They're providing education, they're providing funds. And at the end, we're just all trying to solve that one problem of um, the STG goals. And as you mentioned, uh, how they divided the STG goals into more specific area. But I think overall, in the end, all these goals overlap, they interact with mm. each other. So there is, when you tackle one goal, it spreads to the rest of the yeah. STG goals. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, that's it for this week's episode of the podcast. Um, I hope you find this talk really interesting and informative. Um, we'll see you next week on our episode for our SDG discussion about no hunger. So stay tuned and please don't forget to subscribe to us and share our podcast. So if you guys want to know more about us, please visit us on the website www.ideas.sgs.org. Mm -hmm.